cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello, and welcome to another wonderful week of Healing the Whole Person. Today our host is Father Michael Sparrow, SJ. You know him well. Um, he's a, a, a master storyteller and a retreat director and a holy priest. Um, he loves Jesus a lot and he lives his love. So um, there's a, I just was handed, Angela handed me a list of all the retreats at Bellarmine Retreat House in Barrington where he um, is a director. So. You might check it out online because they have some wonderful retreats here coming up. So I'm, without further ado, I'm Joan McHugh, your moderator, and I want to just turn it over to Father Michael on this very special feast day of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Father Michael, welcome. Thank you, Joan. It's a delight to be back with you uh, here at WSFI. On, as you said, this uh, powerful feast day of the exaltation of the cross. Uh, just to circle back at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House, if you're interested in more information, just go to jesuitretreat.org, J E S U I T, jesuitretreat.org, and there's a full listing of the retreats uh, throughout this coming season. Today's feast day of the exaltation of the cross, I was delighted when I looked at the liturgical calendar and saw that our radio show would be on this day because it's rich in history and such a powerful day to celebrate our, our faith. Uh, today's feast commemorates two events. One, the finding of the true cross by the Emperor Constantine's mother, Helena, and the dedication of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, um, which comprises both the site where Jesus died and the site where Jesus rose. That church was first dedicated in the year 335. Let's talk a little bit about the history, and then I want to tie that into the importance of praying with relics uh, and how powerful they can be for spiritual and physical healing. So... I'm sure our listeners are remembering that Christianity was illegal for the first 300 years. And if you declared yourself publicly to be a Christian, the Romans were not interested immediately in having you martyred. Uh, and if they did, they wanted, to, wanted it to be pre very brutal to terrorize anybody who would see it. But mostly what they were interested in were, were apostates. They wanted people to defect from the faith because that was more powerful. Uh, somebody who had been a Christian and then renounced the faith, that's what they were looking for. So they would strip you of your property, and then if that didn't work, then they would freeze all of your assets and they'd throw you in, throw you in jail. And if that didn't work, then they would physically torture you. And if that didn't work, then... Somewhat reluctantly, they would either throw you to the lions to be ripped apart in front of the, the spectators in the Circus Maximus, or, or they would have you crucified in as brutal a fashion as possible. That, that tradition carried on for 300 years 
until Constantine. And Constantine had had a vision, and his mother was, uh, Helena, was converted to the faith. She was a very holy woman, and she's been declared a, a saint. Constantine himself, less holy, but uh, nevertheless, he held off on his baptism until his deathbed because there was a plenary indulgence associated with baptism, and he felt, all right, I'm going to play the odds, and if I can continue to keep sinning, and then at the last minute I get that plenary indulgence, I'll sneak into heaven. So he played the odds, and uh, which would not be recommended. Uh, better to live a virtuous life, but... Uh, Today's feast is more about his mother than about him. But in the year 312, 312 he, he issued the Edict of Milan, which legalized Christianity. And it was an end, a formal end to the persecution. And then his mother received uh, this title of Augusta Imperatrix. And she had, get this, unlimited access to the treasury of the Roman Empire. Unlimited access to the treasury of the Roman Empire with the commission to go over to the Holy Land and to look for relics of the Judeo-Christian tradition. So she organized an expedition in the year 326 and 328. She went over there with unlimited funds and she began asking... Uh, of the oral tradition, where did these sites take place? Uh, so uh, what we know is that uh, she went to uh, to Bethlehem and she built the first church there uh, in the site that is associated with the nativity. Uh, she built a church on the site of the Mount of Olives. She looked around and she said, where where did the uh, Sermon on the Mount take place? And so many of the early churches in the Holy Land were first built by St. Helena, along with this Church of the Holy Sepulchre. So she asked, where was the site that Jesus was crucified and where was the site that he was raised? And they pointed to this one site and they began digging and lo and behold, they felt the tradition is that they found three crosses but they didn't know which of the three crosses were the authentic cross of Christ. So she appealed to the local bishop in the area, and they had a woman who was near death brought out from the hospital, and they took cross number one, and they had the woman touch her. Nothing happened. They had the woman touch cross number two. Nothing happened. The woman who's near death touches cross number three, she's instantaneously healed on on the spot. Helena said, ding, 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 ding. I think we found the true cross of Christ. What that point of relics in the Catholic tradition. Now, sometimes we're criticized, I think unfairly, by our Protestant brothers and sisters uh, for being uh, so placing so much imp importance on these physical relics. A long tradition in the, in the Catholic Church of play, praying with the relics of the saints. But the power of a relic is really twofold. What it says is 
this historical event is not simply a myth. We didn't make this up. This is grounded in history. And this physical cross points to that reality. Or this bone fragment from a particular saint, this is a real person. This wasn't just a superhero from the from the comics. This person lived. This this is their this is their flesh and bone. And when we pray with the the relics like a relic of the true cross, it grounds us in the paschal mystery of Jesus. It's not the physical object that is important in and of itself, but that it connects us to the passion, death, and res resurrection of Jesus. So on this day, uh, the exaltation of the cross, here we are, months and months away from Lent and from Holy Week. And yet we have this day that reminds us what's the center of our faith. The center of our faith is this incredible love that Jesus has, that he comes into this world as the second person of the, of the Blessed Trinity. He's born into this world vulnerable, and he exits this world vulnerable. And it's interesting, isn't it, that St. Helena's life is associated with building the church of the Nativity in Bethlehem and discovering the true cross and this dedication of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Now, that Church of the Holy Sepulchre has been built and rebuilt many, many times over the centuries. And when the Crusaders came, they built, rebuilt many of the churches that had been first founded on the site that uh, St. Helena had built them. And then in the 20, 20th, 19th, and 20th centuries, those churches built by the Crusaders were, were rebuilt. But these visiting these holy sites and touching this place grounds our faith and reminds us um, these uh, Christianity is rooted in this historical event of God breaking into our human history. Um, that that's so powerful when we take that when we take that to heart. And so for those of our listeners who are struggling with emotional illness, with physical illness, I would encourage you to pray with these physical objects to see if you can get a relic of a, of a saint or perhaps the priest in your parish may have access to a fragment of of the cross or um we, we place a lot of emphasis on wearing scapulars and medals. All, all of those are tangible reminders of our unseen God. So to, I, I was talking to, um, I heard a very inspiring uh, story the other day of, of a woman down in Florida who was uh, in danger of her home being devastated by... Uh, Hurricane Irma that was uh, recently passing through and devastated. And she took medals and holy water and blessed her home and uh, surrounded her, her home with, with different medals. And wouldn't you know, the, the hurricane uh, devastated homes around her and the water came right up to the edge of her property and stopped at her front door. Now, 
Please understand, I'm not saying you place a metal out and you put a little holy water and you're going to be protected from all physical harm. But it is worth uh, taking these powerful Catholic, what we call sacramentals, blessing our homes frequently, blessing our sick with with these, these medals, and then surrendering ourselves into God's hands and saying, Lord, I'm yours. You take care of me. And sometimes the Lord breaks into, into history, as he did in the incarnation, or sparing this woman, or other times he just gives us the strength to bear whatever section of the cross we're asked to carry. We're going to take a little break now, and we'll be back with some more information. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, this is Jim Finnegan from Choose Life, Illinois, and also from American Nativity Seed. Catholic Radio, what a wonderful opportunity. I recently met someone that was talking about that where the Holy Father actually asked him to do more in the way of radio work in this country. So there's no question when you can put turn the phone on or, t- or turn your radio on and hear all you need to know about what's going on in the Catholic community, it's powerful. Use it as often as you can. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back. We're having such an exciting show. I hope you're tuned in out there. Father Michael Sparrow is talking about the sacred uh, sacredness of relics and uh, the prayer power inherent in them. Um, we want to continue his, um, his en- enlightening uh, stories about relics and the true cross, because today is the Feast of the Exaltation of the, of the True Cross. We have some prayer requests that listeners have emailed. We're going to take the last two minutes of the show to pray, ask Father to pray for them. And also, I'm gonna, just going to put in a little ad for our healing conference, October 27th and 28th at Mundelein Seminary, Soul Ties and Angelic Protection. And we have um, 
If you want to sign up online, you can, WSFI 88.5 FM, and you know how to do that, or else it's 224-206-8455. So with that, I want to bring back Father Michael, and we'll continue the conversation about the Holy Cross and relics. Yes. And um, uh, Angela, our station manager here at WSFI, reminded me that... uh, WSFI is happy to send out free copies, free miraculous medals to any of our listeners. We'll pay for the postage. Just shoot us an email or give us a phone call uh, with your information, and we'd be happy to put one of these blessed miraculous medals in the mail. That's 224-206-8455. Great. And the story of the miraculous medal uh, dates to uh, a Marian apparition to St. Catherine Labore. I grew up in Glenview at St. Catherine Labore Parish, so I have a special uh, devotion to uh, St. Catherine and to Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal and have actually led pilgrimages over to uh, Paris, and and we've been to that site where that apparition took place. At Rue de Bac. At Rue de Bac, exactly. It's a beautiful chapel, and they have the chair that Our Lady actually sat in when she called over Catherine Labore, and then she held Catherine's hands in hers as Catherine was, was kneeling and Our Lady was sitting in the chair, and she asked Catherine to have this medal struck, and then she told her the design for the medal. Not unlike Jesus appearing to Sister Faustina Mm -hmm. and asking that this miraculous image of divine mercy would, would be painted with the words, Jesus, I trust in you. That's the Blessed Mother realizing that as human beings, we need things to hold on to. We need things to look at. Our God is an unseen God, and God is is pure spirit. But we're not pure spirit. Uh, but and that's part of the power of the incarnation, and it's what we're celebrating with the with this feast of the exaltation. Is God broke into human history? He didn't just remain aloof from human life. He broke into our human history. He was born in a particular city in a partic- at a particular time. He died in a particular place, and we know where that is. And, and actually, we don't, we don't even just know the city. We know the spot where he was crucified. And this feast day celebrates that we actually have the physical cross on which he died. How how powerful is that? These tangible reminders of this unseen God breaking into our history who says, and this is one of my favorite themes, is I am Emmanuel. I am with you. I am with you in birth. I am with you in your sickness. I am with you in death. I will never abandon you. So for our listeners who are struggling with emotional and physical sickness, Today's feast day is a day to draw near to the cross of Jesus. You may not be able to touch the actual physical cross of Christ, but take a, take a, a rosary with a, a, a crucifix on the end of it, or take a little crucifix or a cross and hold that in your hands and look at that and know that Jesus unites himself with you in your suffering as we unite ourselves with him in our suffering. You know, um, I, 
I'm very enthralled with a book by a mystic, um, Cora Evans. She wrote Refugee from Heaven. It's all accounts Jesus gave her of what actually happened in the Gospels and between the stories in the Gospels. And one of them was Simon of Cyrene. And Simon of Cyrene was yanked out of the crowd to come and, and help Jesus. And, and he had known Jesus before because he was starving in the desert and he had a withered arm and Jesus came along and cured his arm. So he recognized Jesus. He helped him. And when he, when he put the wood beam on his shoulder, it was as light as a feather. And then he put his face up close to Jesus and Jesus was crying. He was crying in so much pain and Simon's face touched the face of Jesus. And the, the look between them annoyed the guards because it was look of such love. Jesus was so in love with Simon for the gift he was giving him of love that it was just so beautiful. I started to cry when I read it. You know, he loves us so much. And if we just offer to be with him in his cross, with his cross, it's healing in itself, yes, right? absolutely. Oh, it's so moving to me. That's a beautiful account. And we should add, just by way of a disclaimer, that uh, a, a mystical revelation like, the, like this from a, a wrist, uh, from a mystic is not officially approved True. by the church. True. So it's optional as to yes, whether, whether you wish to, uh, how much credence you want to give to it. It's certainly an inspiring story. And I personally, as do you, Joan, place a lot of uh, faith in mystics and uh, the revelations that they've been given. Uh, but the church, I think, is very wise in saying yeah. uh, you don't have to. If, if, if it's helpful to you, use it. If it's not helpful to you, set it, set well, it, it aside. it just moved my heart so much Abs- to, to love Jesus even more for, because he loves us so much. And, I mean, that comes through in the Gospels. But this was like I, I, I could the vividness see of the account is very helpful. Like I, I didn't realize he would be crying on the way to the cro- on the way to Golgotha, you know. But he was. He was in so much pain. So, um. so inspired uh, books like this from mystics, paintings by inspired painters, uh, graphic depictions in in cinema. All of those. Um, uh, can be very helpful in helping us imagine how much God loves us. And that's really the point, isn't, isn't it? The more we believe that Jesus loves us, the more able we're able to pick up our cross and follow him. And it will be light as a feather, as it was light on his shoulder. He said it was like a feather Yes. when well, he put that heavy beam on his well, shoulder. Well, what Jesus said to us is, Come to me, all you who are burdened and f- and find life burdensome, and I will refresh you. Take my yoke upon your shoulder and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. Your soul will find rest, for my yoke is easy. Yes. Here, read, light as a feather. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> my yoke is easy and my burden light. Now, that doesn't mean that our suffering is not going to be intense. It will be in... It, it, our suffering can be very intense. I was just reading... Uh, some words from uh, St. Teresa's final days, and oh, St. Teresa, the little flower, and oh my goodness, did she suffer in the last weeks of her life as she vomited blood and died from tuberculosis and 
suffered just struggling for her breath, not unlike Jesus, who was on the cross. And the way that those people who were, who were crucified, the way they died was from asphyxiation, from suffocation, because they would have to push their feet up to be able to get get their breath. And and then when they get tired, when they got tired, they would slump back down again. But then they wouldn't be able to breathe, and so they would have to push themselves up, which is why they broke the legs of the two men who were crucified with Jesus, because when their legs were broken, they couldn't push themselves up, and so they would die from suffocation. But Jesus had been so depleted by the agony in the garden, by the mental exhaustion of that prayer, by the tremendous beating that he took with the scourging, that's the reason why Simon had to help carry the cross, and it's why Jesus died before they could break his legs. But I can only listen to this because I know that God has allowed us to take part, to help him a little bit in his suffering, to help carry that cross. And with that, Father, we have to, could we take a little break here? We want to pray for all the listeners who have these needs out there. So, Father, would you take it from here? Yes. And to all those that we're going to Uh, name right now, and to all of our listeners who are sick and suffering, we want to say, again, the theme of today's program, unite your suffering to the sufferings of Jesus. Hold on to a crucifix, the symbol of Jesus pouring his love out for you. In particular today, we want to pray for Suzanne, who is praying that she can receive uh, a a favorable outcome on the bid that she's placed on her new home. We want to we want to pray for uh, Sherry Glock's mom who is dying. We want to pray for Howard Carter um, who's dying of pancreatic cancer, for Nancy Kern who's in hospice right now, and for Sherry who's recovering from a car accident. We also want to pray for Destiny who's struggling and asking for prayers for emotional healing. Lord Jesus, for all of these loved ones who are suffering and for all who are hearing these words, we pray that our sufferings can be united with yours on the cross. For by your wounds we are healed. You give us, Jesus, the strength to pick up our cross and to follow you. For some of us, you give us physical healings. For some of us, you give us emotional healings. For all of us, you give us your love. You give us the strength that we need to continue to carry on the journey, not to give in to discouragement, not to give in to despair. Fear and worry and anxiety are the tools of the devil. Jesus, you come to encourage us. You bring physical healing and emotional healing into our hearts and spiritual strength. Jesus, for all who are hearing the words of this program, may your love envelop them. May your holy passion, death, and resurrection strengthen them. Dear Jesus, we know that you hear these words. Carry them into the hearts of our listeners. Thank you, Lord, for our program. Thank you for the opportunity for being able to use the media of radio to reach out to those in need. 
Thank you for our faith that is rooted in history. Thank you for St. Helena and for religious leaders and for political leaders who use their political influence and religious influence to carry the gospel forward. May all of our listeners be strengthened this day and all days in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Until we meet again. been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.